Hi everyone, I'm Paul Durham and welcome to another episode of From the Market Square, presented by Shane Finney. If you've listened to the podcast before, you've probably realized that, although we're lawyers, I spend very little time talking about the law or legal issues. Instead, this podcast is really about business, community, and shining a light on some of the interesting entrepreneurs, community leaders, and resources here on the seacoast. Today's guest fits perfectly with those themes. He is Ben Van Kemp, the Chief Collaborator and President at the Chamber Collaborative of Greater Portsmouth. Ben talked about the role that the Chamber plays in the local business community, discussed challenges and opportunities as we move forward in a post-COVID world, and shared some information about the upcoming Chamber events, like Street Life, which I'll be attending this week. If you're curious about the Chamber Collaborative, or just want to hear some real-time insights into what's going on around town, give this episode a listen. With all that said, here's Ben Van Kemp. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Making the trip to our Portsmouth office, which I really appreciate. This isn't your first time here. You're here actually for our ribbon cutting, right? I was here for your ribbon cutting, and I, I know a couple of your attorneys and folks here quite well. So yeah. It's been great. Big supporter of the community since you've been in town. Just phenomenal. And we look forward to, to continued involvement in that uh, in that area. Yeah, just to, just in, in, in general, a lot of people have heard of their local chambers or their local collaboratives and things like that, yep. right? But I don't know if, if everyone really truly appreciates everything <clears throat> that you do. Um, so could you just talk a little bit generally? about what the collaborative does and, and you know sort of its mission its purpose the you know type of things that, that you spend your day doing yeah so uh, we, we're the chamber of chamber collaborative for greater portsmouth we were the greater portsmouth chamber of commerce up until about four or five years ago 2017 we rebranded when we celebrated our hundredth anniversary so the organization has been around the community since 1917 we are a business organization businesses join us um, because we offer things that they're interested in so we have uh, what we're most well known for is our networking events. We host uh, several events throughout the month for people to connect with one another locally so they can do business with one another. Um, so it's a lot of that. Uh, what people don't know is often we don't, they don't know is we do a lot of other things as well. So we spend a lot of time working on things like affordable housing and workforce development and we work very closely with our, our high school students and connecting them with local businesses. Uh, so there's a lot of layers to it that are sort of beneath the, the scene a little bit that people don't always recognize. For us, which is different than a lot of Chambers of Commerce, we do all the destination marketing for Portsmouth. So we promote Portsmouth as this great place to come and visit. And we're excited to see a very busy and vibrant downtown this summer to support all our, our retailers and, and restaurants and hoteliers downtown. So it's uh, been a good, good summer so far. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's great to hear. I mean, we're sitting here halfway through August or so at this point, right? Yeah. And I know, I, you know, anecdotally, it just seems like it's been booming around here. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's, it's incredibly busy um, talking to hoteliers. They have at capacity on, on weekends. Um, they're having very strong midweeks, which is great, and that's without much business travel. Normally business travel would take care of the midweek for our hotels, but it's a lot of just leisure travel these days, which is great. People are traveling, they're getting out, and, then, and they have the confidence to do that. I know some restaurant tours are having their best year ever, and it's, it's tough for them because they, they don't have all the staffing that they need because workforce is at a, a huge shortage right now. Sure. Um, so they're working themselves to the bone. Um, but they're getting it done and they're having a good year. So it's been been an interesting summer so far. Sure. Yeah, I, I guess it, it definitely bounced back summer, I guess, compared to what we <laughs> what we had last year, right? Yeah, it bounced back really fast. I yeah. was expecting more of a ramp, and this was just a straight <laughs> jump. It mm -hmm. was it was amazing. I don't know. Someone turned on the floodgates and, 
and people started traveling almost overnight and it's been a wild ride since then pretty yeah. much for the community yeah yeah everybody i think everybody was was ready and you know hopefully we'll be able to carry some of that momentum forward without too many setbacks i, I hope so yeah. we had we had a meeting uh just yesterday with some restaurants and kim mcnamara the city of portsmouth's health officer was there and uh, she, she is a very cautious and rightfully so person uh, but she really uh, put a lot of people at ease yesterday that she doesn't see this like needing to do the 50% occupancy of restaurants again because, you know, most adults have had the opportunity to be vaccinated and, and, you know, they may have not chosen to do that, but that's their choice. So, you know, she put a lot of restaurants at ease yesterday um, at that meeting, which was great to hear. Yeah. Now, has tourism, has, it, has that always been a big part of what the chamber has done or was that more integrated in recently or has is, is that always been sort of at the core? Or how does that work? Well, historically... For, well, for certainly the last decade, mm -hmm. and if not beyond, tourism has been a big part of what we do. Yep. You know, we have put a lot of effort into marketing Portsmouth, primarily over the last, you know, five, ten years as this great culinary destination. Mm -hmm. You know, things like Restaurant Week, and we bring a lot of food writers to town. We do a lot of those things, and that's been very successful. I mean, granted, the product is there. We have amazing restaurants, you know, in, in our community, so we're very fortunate with that been very uh, successful at marketing them and, and bringing a lot of people here because of that food culinary destination. So uh, what's next for that is in the process of partnering with uh, our arts and culture organizations to continue the culinary marketing, but to add on to that a great place to come for arts and entertainment and see shows and see theater and, you know, art galleries and museums opening up. So there's a lot going on in that space. And that's going to be, I think, the emphasis for the next few years is, is uh, adding on that arts and culture market. Sure. Yeah, and we have a lot of great venues here in, in town, both new and old. Yep, we yeah. do. And, and you know what's fabulous is those venues are working together mm -hmm. in a new way. I think at one point they probably viewed each other as a little bit of competition and now they're they're realizing that they're stronger if they all work together. So that's really where that synergy started happening and then through uh, the Mayor's Blue Ribbon Committee on the Arts and Nonprofits, the desire really came out to do some advertising and, and find some money to, to put that together some advertising campaigns. Right. It's been nice to see see that sort of uh, stronger together motto that's going Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're new in your role as a president and collaborator in chief? Collaborator and president yep. is what yep. I went with. Purposely there's some branding there involved yep. and sort of messaging, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so tell me a little bit about that, but then also you too, the new to the chamber, you've been involved for what, four or five or more years now, right? Yeah, I think I just celebrated my cake. Certainly. Not much of a to-do, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's no cake or anything, but uh, I think I just uh, reached the five-year mark uh -huh. of being at the Portsmouth Chamber, so I was the vice president for just about all of that until June 1st of this year when I switched to the leadership position um, with Valerie Roshan's retirement. So, you know, prior to that, my focus was really on the membership side of things, business to business programming, and put together things like a manufacturer's roundtable that meets with the local manufacturing community, all our workforce and development programs that we do, most recent years, um, you know, public policy work and things like that. So there was a lot of aspects of the organization that I was, you know, very intimately involved with. Um, really everything outside of tourism and, and sort of the political side of things. So it's been really exciting to explore those areas as well and, and get to expand that work a little bit. But it's been great. And then prior to that, I worked at a chamber in North Carolina for a couple of years and, and ran a nonprofit that spun off of that. So I've been around the chamber world for the last, oh gosh, I don't know, probably 13, 14 years now. So it's been a big part of 
my life for a little bit. Sure. Were you part of the whole uh, sort of the collaborative rebrand? Uh, yeah. Uh, talk about the message that you're trying to, I guess, get across with, with the collaboration. Uh, it, it, the message is simple, that as a community, we're stronger if we work together than we are if we view everyone as competitors and things like that. Um, so, you know, even as a law firm, you know, you, you guys specialize in certain things and, and not in other things. So, you know, to, to know all the other law firms in the community, to know who is great at what so that you can point your clients and friends and people that you know to the right resource to get the right result and, and product. And that's really what we try to foster. So we bring people together, including, you know, restaurants. Just yesterday we had a meeting with about 20 restaurants. And how can we work together on things like Restaurant Week to make everyone stronger, that rising tide lifts all the boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do the same thing with our retailers, with our manufacturers. So we have all these kind of niche groups that get together and, and really focus on, you know, growing the slice of the pie, grow the whole pie so that everyone does better, you know, in the long run. So it's been an interesting uh, transformation. Um, and one of the things that we want to do as a community is just be a partner with all the different entities in the community. So it's been a really fun transition. And that happened when we celebrated the 100th anniversary in 2017 after about a six-month strategic planning process that was led by um, members and community members to really decide, you know, what is the next generation of business leaders going to look for? You know, the, the term Chamber of Commerce is a little dated. You know, it seemed like something that your father, your grandfather, your, you know, <laughs> right. business leaders right. of, of the past, uh, you know, I, I envision like, you know, people smoking cigars in a dark room somewhere plotting something or whatever. Right. That's what I kind of envisioned when I first thought of a Chamber of Commerce. But so we wanted something that really appealed to this next generation of business leaders, those millennial generation of business leaders, that we have a lot of young entrepreneurs in this community, and we wanted to position ourselves to start a conversation with them and encourage them to be part of what we have going on. Right. So from a, um, you talked about some of the, you know, the networking events and some mm-hmm. of the activities that, that members get involved with. I mean, I, you know, I imagine, like everything else during COVID, adjustments had to have been made, but now sure. that we are sort of getting back to more opportunities for in-person type activities. I mean, what sort of things are members taking part in? I mean, what, what sort of things specifically are going on around town that Collaborative is involved with? Sure, yeah. We are getting back to as close to normal as, as was prior to COVID. So we are kind of famed business after hours events where people come and just connect with each other. After work have started again. We do a, a morning networking event uh, called the Morning Mixer that has started in person again. So, you know, those networking pieces are, are happening. Uh, most of our committee, our smaller meeting groups have started to connect again. So, um, you know, we have a meeting of our hospitality industry once a month. Our, our retail community gets together once a month. We have a public policy committee that meets um, regularly. So all those things are really off and running again Uh, this fall, um, starting well in a couple weeks here. um, You know, our our educational series will start happening again. Those will probably be in a hybrid model so people can come in person or attend remotely. Because what we have found is there's a lot of people that, you know, they may work for an organization in Portsmouth, but, you know, they may live in Durham or Exeter or somewhere nearby that, you know, it doesn't make sense to drive a half hour to, to come in for a committee meeting or something or an educational session. So we'll be doing a lot of hybrid things moving forward. So we've invested in our building a little bit to make sure that we have the technology to do that uh, going forward. So there's a lot going on. When school starts again, we'll be ramping up our relationship with Portsmouth High School and really promoting particularly their career and technical education, their CTE programming over there. And that's a pretty broad program that's students that are interested in entrepreneurship, childcare, um, culinary, uh, there's welding, there's automotive, all, all sorts of things. 
Um, so we, we have a great relationship with the team over there and do a lot of work with them. So we're excited to see school start again in a more normal fashion yeah. so that we can do some of that work again. Sure. A lot of stuff uh, going on and, and sort of getting back to what was gone before. So for new business or not so new business that, that you know recently either come to the area or becomes aware of, what's the best way for you know organizations to become part of the collaborative? Sure. Well, the easiest way, if you're not sure if um, it makes sense, and it doesn't make sense for some businesses, and I'm the first one to tell them that. I don't want to take someone's money if they're you know, not going to be able to participate and they're not going to get value back. Right. We want members that are going to be members for 5, 10, 20 years, not one year, and realize it's not for them. So we can have a conversation. Um, so you can reach out to me or reach out to Nate Hastings on our team, who's our membership person, and just you know, explore the opportunity. Let's see what your interests are. Let's see what we offer. See if there's a connection. We may not be the right connection. Some people come to us thinking we're business mentors. We don't do that. There's folks at SCORE and other places, SBDC, that do that sort of work. So we're happy to connect people to the right resource and right you know, groups that they want. But just a conversation. And people want to know. If they know they want to join, it's, it's simple. It's just an online application. You just go online, portsmouthcollaborative.org slash join, and fill out the app, and mm-hmm. you're in. Sure. Um, sure. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, one of the events I'm curious about, because I'll, I'll be there, and, and, and I think this will be live before Street Life yeah. uh, next week. Yeah. Um, so I have not been, so tell me or anyone who happens to be listening, I'd love to hear what I can expect. And it sounded, it sounded really cool, so it, I'm it looking will forward be a, to it. It's going to be a fun night. We're yeah. really excited about it. So Street Life is our uh, version of an annual dinner. Mm-hmm. Many Chamber of Commerces, their annual dinner is in a hotel ballroom, and you get your plate of chicken, mm-hmm. you listen to some speakers. Uh, that would be easy. We, we choose the, the non-easy path. <laughs> uh, so our event moves around every year to a different part of the city that we want to celebrate and, and just unique places that we can find to do this. So it's an outdoor event under a big tent. It's not a seated meal. Um, so the whole night is just a, a big, uh, particularly this year, I think, you know, people are going to see people they haven't seen in a year, 18 months, whatever. So it's this big um, reception. There's food everywhere. There's bars. There's a short program where we present our awards for the year. So it's our small business of the year, or what we call our small but mighty business of the year, actually. Um, our large business of the year, volunteer collaborator of the year. And then we have an award this year to recognize some true rock stars in the community that made a big difference throughout the pandemic. We're calling that the Phoenix Award. So we're excited to recognize three individuals in our community with that award. So there's a whole lot going on. There's music, there's drinks, there's hopefully about 400 people there to to connect with, to have a fun evening. This year, uh, we are going to be right on the water at the uh, the pier where normally there's a big pile of salt across the street from the Sheridan. And, and those of us who live and work here, we all know exactly where that is, even if we didn't know the address. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. It's 227 Market Street, <laughs> right. I, I, but right. it normally it's the big pile of salt uh, right. where all the trucks come in the wintertime. But right. uh, if you always want to, one of those people that always want to climb a salt pile, we're going to have a small version you can do that on, get your picture taken, that sort of thing. But there's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on that night. So it's a, it's just the biggest gathering of the Portsmouth business community in the year and it's it's almost like a reunion every year where everyone gets together and, and sees one another so it's going to be a lot of fun yeah it sounds like i'm looking forward to it it sounds like it's overdue in light of the past 18 months or, it, yeah i know. think everyone's going to have a good time yeah it'll be a lot of fun yeah and then there's the the annual golf outing is and yep. that's coming up in september October. september 16th yeah mm-hmm. our golf tournament will be september 16th where we'll be back at the peas golf course so that's a great fundraiser for us it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun we're actually almost sold out i think we have three or four teams left uh, that are available. Mm-hmm. So that's just another fun day out you know, on the course with 
some great people and, and have lunch afterwards. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. That's all sounds like fun stuff to look forward to. Before I let you go, I have to ask you some more questions. I guess, you know, obviously there's been a lot of challenges lately. Looking forward as we, you know, begin your tenure as uh, you know, president of the organization and what are some of the, the things that you see as challenges as well as some of the things that you're most optimistic and excited about? The greater Portsmouth business community or the, about the collaborative itself? Yeah, I, I, I could answer that question about 20 different ways. <laughs> we are one of those stories. We have come out of the pandemic stronger than we went into it as an organization. Um, our membership has remained strong. They've remained healthy. Um, financially, we're in a very good position right now because of you know things like PPP and, and some smart decisions that were made by smarter people than me during the pandemic to make some good financial decisions for the organization. We're in a good spot that's allowed us to invest in our team a little bit, invest in our building a little bit, and kind of do some things that have been long overdue to put us in a good position. As the community, you know, Portsmouth's economy is, is very, very diverse. I don't think people really um, appreciate that. You know, I think people, when they think about the Portsmouth economy, they think about the, the retailers downtown and the restaurants downtown, some hotels. You know, they don't really think about the you know, 10,000 people a day that are working on the trade port and, yeah. and Lonza manufacturing the vaccine right the across yeah, the, high the highway. Stuff, you know, yeah. the, there's high-tech manufacturing going on. There's, you know, Sig Sauer has a huge presence out there. There's, I think there's an opportunity for trade port to reinvent itself a little bit because some of those call centers that are out there, I imagine some of those won't be coming back. So uh, I know there's some great stuff going on and, and the team out of the trade port does an amazing job bringing good companies in there. So I think, you know, having this diverse economy puts us in a really strong position to move forward. Portsmouth has a lot of things to wrestle with as a community. You know, we, we talk about it every day, the need for um, housing and more importantly, affordable housing is huge. It's one of the few things that hinders our economy. The fact that people cannot afford to live in the community. And our organization is a great example. We have small staff or a staff of five. Um, none of us can afford to live in the city of Portsmouth. Um, so we spend all day working on Portsmouth and we love Portsmouth. We call it home, but I rest my head somewhere Go else, back to right? The communities, yeah. um, so, you know, that's something that we, we need to really give some thought to. How do we do that in a way that fits our community, right? You know, there's a lot of ways to do affordable housing. And I think we want to do something here in Portsmouth that, you know, fits our community, that's in line with our historic um, nature um, and just be thoughtful on how we do that. So that's um, that's something we have to figure out. There's things to be optimistic about, and like you said, there's always challenges everywhere you are, and we certainly have our share here, but it, we have a great business community, I think, working towards solutions. Yeah. And I think people oftentimes get frustrated at some of these challenges, but our challenges are because of our success. Right. 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 It's a whole different <laughs> set of challenges if, like, yeah. you're in that factory town and the plant closes and, and you know, there's just not jobs and there's nobody right. that wants to live there and, right. and families don't want to be there. You know, we're not that, thankfully, you know, and that's a whole separate set of problems, you know, and, and there's communities out there facing that now. And our issues are just a very first world problem. We're a victim of our own success a little bit and we have to figure out how to move forward and, and keep everything in check with how it should be done. Right, right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. I'm looking forward to climbing the uh, salt pile. Um, yes. I hopefully won't fall off of it. <laughs> but thanks, Ben. I appreciate you spending some time with me, and best of luck in the new role, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you around town. All right. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of From the Market Square. 
I'm Paul Durham. We're She and Finney. And if you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review, and sharing it with others who might enjoy it. Of course, no podcast produced by lawyers would be complete without a legal disclaimer. So here goes. Any views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of She and Finney and should not be construed as legal advice or a solicitation to provide legal services. This podcast is not intended to create, and your listening to it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. Listeners should not act upon anything expressed without seeking professional legal counsel. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I hope you'll join us again.